You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. As always, I'm Dean Ungler, joined in his luxury apartment, with, uh, J- wait, no, in Jared's luxury ha- apartment, Jared Haben. I have a luxury apartment? This is news to me. Dude, look at all the pigs on the wall. That's definitely luxury. That defines luxury? I mean, if that defines yeah. luxury, then I'm living in a mansion. Yeah, you got a lot of pigs there. Anyways, we got a great episode for you guys today. Be sure to stick around for all of it. We have Jen Kirsch, who's going to be calling in later on. She's got a sweet new podcast. We want you to all hear all about it. Um, we also have Jared fresh off of a steamy workout, sweaty and stinky as can be, just as we like him. Um, and then we're going to get some listeners e- listener emails later on because we uh, have been doing such a good job of putting that off for so long. But first and foremost, Jared, up- update us with your life. We know you're back in L.A. Back in L.A. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, like I said, I'm stinky. Do you guys ever like get concerned that if you sit in a chair after working out and you're sweaty that the chair is going to start smelling i'm concerned that the chair is going to stink i've absolutely never thought of that once is that a fact easton you're nodding ahead your head well i mean i worry about it i don't know if it's a fact i i I think you'll be okay as long as you don't sit there for a long time but you're going to be there for an hour and a half so i will say similar similar wavelength i'm worried sometimes when i'm sitting in my car and i fart into my seat that the fart gets stuck in the seat for longer than it should and then my car smells like fart for longer than it should well don't you want like i I guess if you're in the car by yourself you want the fart out but if you're in the car with kaylin don't you want the fart to stay in there just so she doesn't smell it i mean i would prefer not to you know do you guys pull the move like when i'm on a plane and i have to fart i will you like you push your weight down on the seat as if you're smothering the fart. 
I have no scientific knowledge if that actually works, but I do it every time. I'd be afraid of that making it louder. Yeah, that sounds like it'd make it louder. <laughs> I've never thought of that before. What I do when I need to fart on an airplane is I just, uh, pull, well, this is going to be a little too much information here, guys. But the reason that farts, farts make noises is because it's your butt cheeks flapping together. So if you just spread your butt cheeks apart and you little go a little fart, it's not going to make any noise. Use that as you will. But if you're in public and you get a fart out, just spread your butt cheeks apart and you're not going to make a noise. When you How do fart. you do that discreetly? Uh, well, like if you're sitting on the airplane, just like say you move your hand down and you like grab like the outside of your butt cheek and then just kind of like discreetly pull it and then go ahead and push the fart out. So it just looks like you got a, like a little itch down there when you're actually spreading your ass cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and let's be honest, it's not like anyone's really like Hawkeye watching what I'm doing with my hands. I don't know, like, Dean. You're very, you're, I, you're a public figure. I literally just farted and no one even noticed. Well, that's because you're under this blanket. <laughs> so Dean was, I don't know, like 20 minutes late, as per usual. And, and he had to set up. And actually, interestingly enough, you couldn't use your phone, Dean, because uh, you came uh, obviously unprepared for the podcast with 7% on, uh, power on your phone. So you had to use Kalen's phone. And you got up. And I realized, Tori and I realized, that you and Kalen know each other's passwords, phone passwords. Yeah, well, not only our phone passwords, we have each other's like Facebook password, Instagram password, every password you can imagine. We have each other's passwords. I have like my face on her phone. She has her face on my phone. Let's log in. Is that intent? Well, not the face. Like obviously, I have a- a- Ashley's face on my phone. But yeah, with okay. the passwords, is that intentional? Where you got? Is this like a trust thing, or did the? Is it coincidental? I think it's just a thing. It's like, hey, over time, it's like, hey, I need to get into your Facebook for something. What's your password? Oh, here's my password. Or I need to get onto your PayPal account. What's your password? Here's my password. And then you just memorize it over time, you know? Uh, Easton, do you uh, and your wife exchange passwords? Do you know your wife's? Uh, your... I, I, I do. I know the code to her phone. I know her, her passwords to everything. Uh, she know, We've started just, we just use the same, <laughs> this is probably bad, but we use this, a lot of the same passwords for almost everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Wait. so it makes it easier, but... So is um, your yeah, is your like Instagram login password the same as her Instagram login password? At this point, it is. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So Kaylin and I are different, but we use the same password that that we use for that for most things. Like I think a lot of people do. You know what I mean? It, very insecure, but it is what a lot of people do. Right. It's a hacker's paradise. Tori, would you ever go through a guy's phone? I'm trying to think if I ever had in the past, and I don't think i've ever been like hand over your phone but then again i mean i dated cheaters so i must have just been oblivious to it what stage do you do that yeah i think if you were to ever to go through someone's phone the relationships were already over like if you go through someone's phone with the intent of like finding something bad not like just to go through their phone because you need to use it to call or text someone then the relationships basically run its course at that point have you two ever gone through your significant other's phone and asked them to delete something like a picture or maybe even be like, hey, you still follow this person. I don't really like it. Can you unfollow? Uh, probably. I do remember for some reason this thing that sticks out to me when I was in college, I was dating a girl and she like posted an album on Facebook. And I think like in one of the pictures, uh, like her top rode down a little too much. And so like her, like part of her nip was sticking out. And I, as a courtesy, I was like, hey, just so you know, your nipples like kind of sticking out in this yeah. picture. And she like immediately deleted it. But that was like the only time I think I've ever 
Just as a heads up, you went full something. Janet Jackson Super Bowl 2005. Um, yeah. You might want to delete that photo. I never asked Ashley to delete a photo, but she did delete one because she knew that it really pissed me off. So I didn't ask her to do it, but she just knew how I felt about it. So she did it voluntarily, which was very sweet of her. I don't know if I've ever deleted, if she's ever asked me to delete photos on my Instagram. I don't think there's like anything. I never really dated anybody. So I don't have like any uh, ex-girlfriends on my Instagram. It's just Facebook. My Facebook's private. And then I never check Facebook. That's funny. I think I know exactly what picture you're talking about. I think you probably do. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Uh, Was it like a... a It was a movie reference. Towards another man. Okay. And, uh, oh, you know, I'm big okay. movie guy. Big movie guy. Well, that, so I'm, That was nice of her to not require you to ask, and she just did it on her own free will. Uh, Very sweet of Ashley. I think once, but because I think we probably were talking about it one time. Uh, once we were, you know, in our relationship and comfortable, you know, talking about, like, the past and, and when certain situations came up that made her upset or situations that made me upset. And I'm pr- I probably brought it up and it was like, you know, one time I was really pissed off and, you know, it was when this got posted and I never said anything because it wasn't my place. And then I think she deleted it after that because it just didn't really, you know, mean anything. Well, you, you and Ashley just celebrated an, an anniversary, right? Uh, well, we had it was one year since our engagement. This was like two, three weeks ago, I think. Oh, we well, didn't no, tell- it was more recent. One year, two years since your first date or something. Oh, it was. Uh, no. So when we first started dating in uh, 2018, we um, we we went on a date to Griffith Park because I love La La Land. And that's where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone go in the movie. Sorry, my dog is barking in the background. If you can hear little Lois, uh, she gets very excited anytime I talk about La La Land. But yeah. uh we, we they went to Griffith Park and Emma Stone in the movie wears a yellow dress and so our first like official date as a couple we went there where they went she, Ashley wore a yellow dress we listened to music like had drinks ate at a, like a little picnic and then so we did the same thing because we you know there's nothing else to do right now so we did the exact same thing we went to Griffith Park went to the same place she wore the exact same dress it was just a nice moment it's been like you know over two and a half years since our first date as a couple like uh, in a relationship so. We just documented it because it just, you know, it was cute. It was cute. That is cute. <laughs> now you can do that every year from here on until you die. Every year. But the thing is, I don't want too many anniversaries. You know, there's too many anniversaries. Anniversary of first date. Anniversary of engagement. Anniversary of marriage. Anniversary of, like, the first time we saw a movie together. The anniversary of the first time we cooked together. And that, You know, it's just like I, I was telling Ashley because there was some anniversary. She was like, oh, my God, this is... Oh, it was the anniversary of when we first met in in paradise in 2015. And I was like, all right, there's too many anniversaries. There's too much. It's getting diluted. It doesn't mean as much. I want to celebrate our wedding anniversary, which is coming up. That's the anniversary moving forward that we should celebrate together once a year between birthdays, holidays, anniversaries. It's too much. We need one anniversary, and I'm settling right now, and it's August 11th. Are you being an extremist right now? Because the day that we met is a very important anniversary, and the only one that I will will have to stick up for here. That was Ashley I, ladies and gentlemen. She's you agree. Uh, You're trying on to be the podcast here. <laughs> Forget everything I said. I apologize. I didn't mean oh any of gosh. it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Every what? anniversary. It's... The whip is so strong. The whip is so strong. I celebrate I every see... anniversary. I see so many people celebrating anniversary of engagement. And I was like, should I have been celebrating that this whole time? I'm like behind like three years. But I, that, I think isn't wedding, the is wedding is. Isn't the wedding celebrating the engagement, technically? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, they're on two different days. East yeah, but, but it, yes. The only reason I posted about it was because it was it was. Well, I guess it was. Two it's years. a cute it moment. One year. Yeah. <laughs> um, Never mind. Maybe, have you guys ever maybe, seen? Maybe you're sucking. Have you guys ever <laughs> seen Parks and Rec when uh, Leslie Nope is like the exact same as Ashley? It sounds like where she has like all these anniversaries. Like first time we ate at JJ's diner. First time that we oh, said yeah. we're best friends. And they, yeah, it's, it sounds like it. Uh, you just need to have like a well, couple anniversaries. You got like the maybe the wedding anniversary. Maybe the first kiss anniversary, and then that's it. Well, it depends on you on know, your stage and relationship. Like Dean, you you and Kaylin have to celebrate when you guys like officially became a couple. That's like your anniversary. I feel like. Well, yeah, we have that anniversary. We have the the day that I dumped her as an anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no! Yeah, we've got all the great anniversaries. So. Well, I will say though, I wonder why. Like, I feel like anniversaries do mean more, and maybe you guys can fight me on this, but I feel like anniversaries do mean more to women than men. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> but yeah. why? Like, why doesn't that excite you as much as us? You know what's funny? Or why that do you... we get more excited than you guys? You know why that's funny you bring that up? Because we got a DM on Help I Suck a Dating Instagram. And I won't say who it is, but the title is Universal Truth About Men. And so it kind of segues nicely. Why maybe you know we love these. Maybe why we uh, love these. men don't uh, love anniversaries as much. It says hi, Dean, Jared, Tori, and hopefully Mark and Easton. I am playing catch up on my podcast since quarantine hit, and fortunately, I have had plenty of work to keep me busy, so it has been difficult to keep up. I just listened to the episode with the first universal truth about men and women, and I thought I would share a universal truth about men that my mom shared with me when I was thirteen or fourteen. Men never mature past the age of 12. Now, before you deny it and get offended like so many guys have when I said this, please hear me out. While men never mature past the age of 12, they do learn and adapt to act age appropriately and make appropriate decisions. However, they can only maintain their cover for so long and will always have a friend, group of friends, video game, movie, band, or something that brings out the 12-year-old. They really are, often with alcohol involved. I have headed this advice and believe it has saved me many nights of confusion and questioning the male gender. It has not, though, saved my fiancé from numerous eye rolls when his 12-year-old and his friends appear. Thanks for always keeping it interesting and providing perspectives uh, from daters and those of us committed in relationships. It's universal truths. Uh, if universal truths were a one-hit wonder, then please disregard. Love you all. Uh, so this woman... Uh, thinks that uh, men don't age, <laughs> don't uh, mature past the past the age of twelve. Thoughts? I think twelve is a little. Uh, she's shortchanging us a little bit. Maybe the age of sixteen. Mm. I wish people could see Dean right now and what he looks like because he looks like <laughs> you guessed it, a twelve-year-old with his black. I'm doing my best. To, <laughs> I'm trying to provide the best audio for you guys out here. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm working with different things. What over is on here. that blanket, by the way? It's a frozen blanket. Frozen blanket. Yeah, no, we really mature past the age of 12. We're yeah. setting Listen, great example. I do think, though, this is my universal truth. You always subtract four years when dating a man. So I'm 25. If I date another 25-year-old, I'm technically dating a 21-year-old. Well, not te- Maturity-wise. Not technically. It's definitely, it's kind of like the opposite of whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. technically is. <laughs> Would, says the men wearing an Elsa. Blade. Do you add years to a woman's age for maturity? Then, like, no. I th- I think we're pretty like when 
because you guys are perfect right yes women don't need any work i forgot about that that too but also scientifically like men's like frontal lobes and like neurons don't fully connect until they're 26 or 28 and women ours connect at the age of 18 so i feel like after 18 we're pretty much like maturity wise there at the same age that we are for men you guys, you got to subtract four years. Like I, I dating 25 is actually really hard because you're technically dating the guy who still would love to be like drunk at a club, maybe taking a line of Coke. So when like you're like, frat boy. so when you're 65 though, you're going to really be dating a 61 year old. And that's when it really, that's full stride, baby. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I think that really only applies to like late twenties and before, because once you get to like 40, 40 to 36 really isn't that big of a difference. I guess I do agree that men, uh, I think it's pretty un- universally understood that men take a little bit longer to mature than women do. Uh, speaking from my personal experience, I still think that I have got some ways to go here, obviously. But it did, it did, it did come in more force in my late 20s. Uh, and so I do agree with you. When I was 25, I was acting like I was 21 still. Um but I don't know about the 12-year-old thing. I don't know if we stay 12 forever. Jared, what do you think? I don't know. There is a part of me that's 12 years old. Like, I always say I'm a kid at heart. I mean, talk to me when I go to, like, Disney World. I'm, I'm not even 12. I'm 7 when I go to Disney World. Or how I talk right. about Tom Brady. I mean, that is a 12-year-old. <laughs> when I talk about Tom Brady, I am 12 years old. So, I don't know. There's a part of me that agrees with it. Um, but we do have to get to Jen Kirsch. That's what I was going to segue to. <laughs> Yeah, Jen Kirsch is not 12 years old, and we will not talk to her like 12-year-olds either. So a quick wrap-up of the first one. Uh, you should have passwords to your significant other's phones. We're all in agreement on that one? Yeah. Uh, yes. <sighs> yes and no. All right, maybe we could pick that up at a later time. Uh, <laughs> if you have to go through your significant other's phone, probably some bigger issues there. So maybe get out of that relationship. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Yeah. I think that's bad, too. And uh, men uh, uh, don't mature past the age of 12. All right, so we're all in agreement on that one. We have Jen Kirsch coming up. She's calling in uh, right now. But before we talk to her, let's take a quick break. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. 
Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Help I Suck It Dating. We have a very special guest who's on the line right now. She is the host of the podcast Lock Down Love. And if you're looking for love during quarantine, this is the podcast to listen to. Also our podcast, obviously. We have Jen Kirsch on the line. Jen, thanks for so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on here. Oh, you're welcome. I will, I got to tell you guys, I was listening to the to a recent episode of yours where you had some singles on talking about their quarantine dating experiences. Yeah, what'd you think? I was like, I probably look like a crazy person walking down the street talking to them. Like uh. my, I had like my headset in and I'm literally talking to them. I wanted to give them all advice and tell them what they were doing right and wrong. Uh, especially the ones that were talking about hitting up exes. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, not a cute look. It's so easy. It's so easy. We want to be like validated and loved and cared for and connecting with someone during these times when it's such a challenge to find connection when uh-huh. we're all locked down at our homes. But like the exes, there's a reason it ended. I like to think like, let's not yeah. go back and do a way back. It's like, I agree with what you're saying. It's almost, it's like lazy almost. Yeah. Well, like, I think what people do. I think they glorify their relationship. And so when they look back on it, they only think of the good times and then they forget about all the bad times. And then when they get back together with their ex, they realize, oh, that's right. We have more differences than we do similarities. Right. And then there's a thing that comes with comfort of an ex is that there's a comfort of getting back into the bad habits of fighting or arguing so it's just a dangerous area and territory. It's I feel like we need to like treat ourselves better and, you know, reach higher and challenge ourselves to get to know other people during this time because a lot of us dependent on where we're living are still stuck indoors. All right, Jen, let me ask you, how are we going to do yeah. that though? That's the question at hand right now is because even in your podcast you talk about like you want to meet new people but you want to do it smartly. And so what advice do you have for single people out there who are going through a period of loneliness and don't want to text their ex, but also how can you safely meet someone new? I mean, you got to put yourself out there a bit. 
And I mean, I used to always say to people for advice, like Prince Charming or Princess Charming, whatever you want to say, is not going to show up in your den or your bedroom while you're sitting at home, like eating Doritos. But now they can vis-a-vis our phone, which is really great. So like shoot your shot. If you're interested in someone, if someone's piqued your interest, now is a great time to see if there's something there because you're not going to mess around with hooking up too soon and all these other things that get in the way. So slide into the DMs, maybe go on dating apps if you haven't tried them and you want to meet someone outside your circle. Or maybe there's someone inside your circle or someone that's caught your eye that you could reach out to. And I think the DMs, I mean, I know you guys have talked about DMs and getting DMs from people and other guests talking about them, but it's such a great way to connect with someone and see if there's an interest there because you're making yourself known right off the bat. I got to say, just uh, kind of on topics, Kaylin and I went out to dinner last week and we we sat outside as uh, the restaurants in Santa Monica allow. And I feel like we saw a lot of people on first dates. You know, you know, when you can just kind of see someone and like or see a couple and see and kind of tell like, oh, they haven't really interacted a whole lot. For sure. Do you encourage people to take it past that step of DMing on Instagram or Bumble or whatever it is and meeting up in person? Or what are are your thoughts on that? So if you asked me this last week, I would say not yet, because we don't know if there's going to be this other wave with COVID right now. Um, And then I left my house and I'm quarantined. Like this is my childhood room. There's like literally a picture of an elephant behind me for you listeners. And um, I'm quarantined with my dad and it's been really great for our relationship, but I'm worried about his health. And so I've been like literally in lockdown, but then I left the house, like old habits die hard. Like I thought I wouldn't go on a date with someone. I saw like this young guy across the way and I sent a shot over like the child that I am. Did you really? Yeah. And okay, fill us in. How did it go? Yeah. Can't just end the story there. Yeah, okay, come on. Okay, okay. So I don't know what my thing is. I've been working on my podcast to like come to my senses and find an equal partner. But I just have this thing for younger guys. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and there was this, I don't want to say child because your listeners don't my, know my humor yet. And that sounds inappropriate. But there was a younger gent, a t- uh, maybe early 20 something gent on the patio and so I sent over a shot of bullet, bullets bourbon. Yeah. And you, I have no expectation, A, I could afford it. And I have no expectation that he'll give me something back. So you have that moment when you send a shot, um, that sort of nod moment. You at least get a nod of acknowledgement. Yeah. Like I'm happy with a nod. And honestly, at this point, leaving my house, any single person was attractive. Like if I had the funds, I probably would have sent a shot to everyone on the patio. I don't have the funds. So I sent it to this one guy and just line them them all up, take what I could get. And, um, I sent it over and I think he just thought that was like a really classy move. And I think that we often wait for opportunities to come our way, but why not create them? And did you get a nod? I, I got a nod and then he came over and then friends came over because I was with friends and I'm like this is not doing quarantine right like, <laughs> I've been safe at my childhood home with my father who's cool as f- and then I leave the house once and I'm like fallen back into my old trap and old ways of being that I've worked like eight weeks not to do anymore all of this is to say Dean is like you saw people on first dates and I would have knocked this if I spoke to you 
a week ago. And now I'm like this whole other woman. And I'm like, I get it. We want to connect. You two are lucky gentlemen to have the women that you have in your lives and to be quarantined with them. You know, like you guys, despite I'm sure there are some challenges as well in getting used to, but you're so lucky to have that. And I'm lucky to have my dad here. But for those who are single and alone, it is a really challenging time. So uh, although they are fun to like people watch and maybe poke fun at being on an awkward first date, there is something sweet happening there too. Oh, it's so sweet. I think that's why we, we kind of not poke fun at it, but are so fascinated by first dates because right. it is awkward, but it's also endearing. Um, it is. It's sweet. And like, you know when you're on a first date that people are watching you, but I think you feel so good being out with someone finally that you don't give a sh- Yeah. And honestly, yeah, don't don't care if people are looking at you. And honestly, most of the time, people aren't looking at you. Let's be honest. There's it, there's a, a, a phrase that I like. It says, when you're 20, uh, you care about what everybody... Uh, how you when you're 20 you care about how everybody looks at you when you're 30 you don't care how anybody looks at you and when you're 40 you realize nobody was ever looking um <laughs> and so when you go on a first date like yeah don't worry yeah. about that nobody cares um but uh my question is why did you pick a bullet well did he look like a man's man because like if you sent me a shot of bullet like that'd be nice but i'm always down for like uh you know uh some sort of like uh fruity shot you know Couple yeah. names came to head, but uh, came to my mind, but I don't know if they're like political. <laughs> they came to now. mind too. It's like, yeah. well, for me, I just like bullet. That's a shot that I genuinely uh, wanted. I don't, I don't even know how to do a shot. Like when I say I'm doing a shot, I probably take three different sips over like the course of like five minutes. But that's you pace the yourself. shot. I like it. Yeah, sure, that's a nice way of putting it that I can't do a shot, but yes. And I just, I, that's a shot that I like. So I wanted to enjoy it, but I think that the shots could be changed up based on someone's personality. I also like to send women shots sometimes, like if I, and not in a flirty romantic way, but if I see someone, you know, even though I'm in Toronto and it's a big city, it's quite small. I go out a lot for events during normal time, you know, pre COVID. So if I see someone um, that I admire, in the room or someone that I would have seen out and about. I like to send a shot. I think it's just a classy move for such a small price and it really makes people happy. It's so interesting. I, something I've never thought of. Well, it's not like, it's not, a, it has to be genuine. Like you can't just send a drink because you want to get in someone's pants or like you send a drink because you want something out of someone. You need to do it genuinely because you want to make them happy. I'm trying to rack my brain right now and think of if there's ever been a moment where I should have sent a guy a shot from across the bar. And I'm sure there have been plenty, but now it's definitely something I'm going to try and keep in my uh, yeah. in my arsenal. It's Let's say I'm out with some mix. friends. Yeah, it's a cl- but I, as a as a person receiving a drink from someone across the bar that's not trying to get like you know any action or anything like that. How do you respond to that? You just like I want to do this like a oh like a sal- you know, like a salute kind of yeah like a like the two finger salutation and you just smile and that's it and that's when it goes back to the person who sent it in the first place. If they're a mature and secure enough person, they'll salute back, do the shot and go about their evening with whoever they're with or themselves or their book or their phone. And if not, it's just like, that's a whole other issue of people. Cause like, if you're doing it for a means to an end and someone gives you the salute, you might go into the shame spiral about how you're not a tra- like you're going to start to think of all your insecurities and then it's just going to go downhill from there. Hold on. So you're saying if somebody sends me a <laughs> shot and I don't go over and say something, that's not rude of me? 
If I just come, if like literally, if you send me a shot and I just turn over and I'm like, give you the head nod, that's it. I feel like I, I, me, I, would, I would feel appreciate compelled to go that. over and be like, thank you so much. Say something. Right. But you, I think that is the, the nice thing. And that's probably a bit of the hope of what would come of it. Again, you guys are different because you're on your, people know who you guys are. So if they see you out and about, it's like, they probably want you to come over to talk to them. And then it creates a whole thing. But I don't know. I think you could just, if you're not into it, if you're married, if you're with someone that could get offended, there's so many different factors then that's all right too. I just I'm like the least to get really lucky, probably because the other person just came out of uh, lockdown as well. And they were like, Oh my God, someone thinks this is good looking. You know, he had his Raptors hat on like in backwards hat. All right. So fill us in. Keep, keep carrying the story on what happened after he walked over to the table. He brought his friends over. He brought his friends over and then he ordered me a glass of rosé, which Ooh. was presumptuous. But I thought it was a great order. <laughs> and then we all just started talking it that that like, you know, when you start meeting people now, it's like, what's your Instagram as opposed to like, what's right. your number? So like he was with a, um, a woman who is with her partner. And so like they got me on Instagram and then we all sort of exchanged stuff. And then while I was busy chatting with him, my friends met these two guys that, um, well, they were twins. So obviously two guys, but they, they met twins. So they started talking and then we were in this area in Toronto called Yorkville, which is a little bit of a like, kind of a little bit of a stuck up area. It's not the most friendly place. And yet it was so interesting to go out during lockdown and just connect with everyone. And I think that had a lot to do with the situation. So then we all connected. And then um, <laughs> later on the next day, I got a message from the girl that was with him. And she just wrote me and she, she slid into my DMs. And she was just like, hey, you met me in Yorkville. You're the one who tried to, my friend, um, big fan of your podcast and I've been reading your stuff for years. Like, oh, no really way. can't that's wait awesome. to see your journey. And I was like, that's pretty good. And I just wrote her back and I was like, best DM ever. And just left it at that. And, and I think that I got a little wrapped up in that moment. Like I am at the point where I feel like I just want a partner to compliment where I'm at in life and not to like go around hooking up, especially now during COVID. So I just felt like I just had a little relapse moment and I've learned from it and I'm going to just move forward with the work that I've taken on. And the, and the woman that sent you that DM the next day, she didn't mention anything about being a fan the day before, did she? She, I mean, my memory is very foggy. There was the right. bullet and then the rosé and, the and, rosé, and, sure. and, and, and I don't even know what else. And, uh, uh, that was it. So I don't know if she mentioned it, but I assume she didn't, which I also find really cool. So you yeah, don't seem absolutely. like the type of person who thinks old fashioned and thinks uh, the guy is supposed to buy the girl the drink or the guy is supposed to pay for the first date. Um, I mean, I, I'm, old, I'm old fashioned in the sense that I would like if a guy is taking me out to sort of treat me to a date because I like that sort of it's more, it's not about the money. It's the idea of that sort of old fashionedness uh -huh. or affection. It's almost like I, I see it as affection, not about the money, but um, no, I don't think they're, I'll approach a guy. I don't think they're, I don't have rules because I just feel like we have one life to live. And if someone catches your eye or you feel an energy and you happen to be at the same place at the same time, why not go for it? 
or if like a babe that is on that you notice on Instagram and something about them attracts you, why not send a message? Like what's the worst that could happen? They don't write back. I agree. So, you know, what, what would be the message you send? Like, I think that's a, a, a problem for a lot of people out there. They're like, sure, I want to DM them. What the f do I say? Right. I am. I don't think that there's like the second you have like this is the one liner I use for every guy and girl. That's the second that that's a bad one liner. Like yeah. you right. need to curate it for each person based on their profile or what attracted you. So um, I saw a guy on Raya the other day and I thought he was cute. And I didn't want to wait to see if Raya maybe matches us. Maybe I don't come up, like lives in a different city. So, you know, like on Raya, they show their Instagram handle. Mm -hmm. So I just messaged him and I just used like, it's so lame, but I use like the hard eye emoji. Oh, and I'm like, okay, just that. this is me just saying I'm here. And if he wants to write back, I could go from there, but I don't need someone taking a screenshot of me being a super creep. I'd rather them just take a screenshot of me with heart-shaped eyes. It's like, oops, could have been in the wrong DM. But you were just saying how important it is to be specialized and tailored towards the person you're reaching yes, out to. That person, I just thought, because of their backstory, what I saw on their Raya account, like they are a cutesy person. I can't really get into it without disclosing maybe who the person is, but sure. it just seemed the most apropos. But I also knew we had um, a mutual friend, which someone I had history with, and I didn't want that to come up. Mm. So that's why I was worried about the screen grab. I've also done, this is me sliding into your DM. Huh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Like, I just want to let someone know I exist. I will, I'll admit to you, there is a younger guy from Bachelor Nation whose DMs I've literally been thinking about sliding into for the past 10 days. Younger guy, can you give us a hint? Um, is he local you, to Toronto? And if, Pardon? You, if we can help. Is he local to, to He's Toronto? He's not local to Toronto. He has two of my same initials, but I guess you wouldn't know my middle name. JPJ. Oh, uh, yep. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, slide in, what's stopping you? Um, Send him one of these emojis. Send him a hang loose yeah. emoji. Oh, that, see, that would be very on brand from what I yeah. garner his character to be. But what's interesting was... You do like the younger men. I do. He, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast last week and he was on it and it was his voice. I totally, I mean, of course I'm part of like, I love watching bachelor and all that. I have a funny bachelor connection story for you guys, but I totally forgot about him. And then I was listening to a podcast last week that he was on. And ever since that moment, I'm like, I just want to slide right in. He's got like this very uh, distinguished gentleman type of voice of his, uh, that yeah, he carries with Yeah, but there's like. something very sexy and commanding about his voice. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, I up until my little oopsie last week, I've been in lockdown. So I heard the voice and I was like, mm-hmm. Should I go for it? Should I, should I not? And I'm like, I don't know. I have a podcast all about dating. I don't know if I should be like reaching out to someone on The Bachelor. Oh, shoot your shot. Who cares? Listen, shoot your especially shot, at, the, at the end of the day, all you're going to do for yourself is get yourself more content to share on the podcast too. That so I absolutely true. say go for it. Well, I was even thinking, I actually, I asked my manager and my producer, I was like, guys, should I, should I DM him? Like, I think we should invite him on the show. Like, that's how I wanted to play it. And I was like, I asked my manager, should you just email his manager? And then both him and my producer were like, just slide into his DM. So I don't know what I'm waiting for. Maybe I was, wait maybe I was waiting for this moment or some like validation. I you were waiting for this moment to g gather up some, some guts to do it. 
and now we've provided it for you. So do yeah. it. I do know that JPJ is an avid listener of Help I Suck at Dating, so he's probably going to hear this and I be am. on the lookout for it, he too. Oh, every gosh. Minute. And then maybe he'll want to hop on the podcast, too. I think he That's should. That's perfect. So oh, my God. Can we right call now. him up? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> just putting you guys on the spot. I did want to say my Bachelor connection. Um, I was producers reached out to me. It was about nine years ago. Um, just over nine years ago. It was like February or March nine years ago to come on the show because I just had some connect, some friends that had, or I made friends that had been on it before, whatever the case was. And I had just, I was two months into dating someone that I thought would be the one, like mm. I was totally convinced. And so I passed off the um, opportunity, if you will. And it turns out that it was Ben's season. Ben, ben Higgins? No, the other Ben that oh, had Flanning. like- Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you would have been on uh, Courtney Robinson. She was on that season. She, she's one of my favorite people that have ever been on. She's awesome. She's aw- She just played the game, and it was so entertaining. Not oh, that yeah. I'm a game player. I would have been like, love me. She's just awesome. I, I, I've, I've met her a couple times in person. She's just awesome. Yeah, yeah she's super cool. Oh, but so yeah, small world. Season. Yeah. Well before my time. I don't have much insight to, to provide on that one. That that's like a way back playback. Right. Yeah. That I never was... watched the season, but I obviously from being on the show and Dean can attest to this, you just like hear a lot about previous seasons right. and people on it. And so I know I know of Ben and Courtney. Yeah. And I know Courtney now. Right. So cool. Very interesting. Really what do you what have you guys I, I don't mean to like now I feel like I'm inter- interviewing you guys, but um what are you guys is there any challenges you guys are having um during lockdown like relationship wise that i could help you with oh that's a great question i'd say from being quarantined together with ashley and us spending 24 7 together it's certainly not that we're getting on each other's nerves but i think it's more uh you know just boredom and some slight frustration sets in and while I don't take it out on her. It definitely um, hinders my overall mood. So I find myself more uh, uh, slouching around. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not as fun. Yeah. And I don't know how to change that because uh, the way I gather energy, the way I like, like get my most confident is by like doing things and I'm not doing that many things now. So uh, that's an issue. That's cool. I feel like it's like just adding some things to a routine because I, I'm a freelancer, so I work wherever I want to work. Like I'm working at home right now and I found like being here and in my dad's home, it's so challenging because we're around each other all the time. So for me, I started adding like daily hikes. So every morning, just having some me time going for a hike or like, you know, adding like a zoom workout or something because I feel good when I submit an article or I record an episode of the podcast. And then it's like, well, what about all the rest of the time that I'm not creating? Um, what else can I do? So it's just adding to your routine and just having a little bit of time apart. So you really value that time you have together. Yeah, I've been trying. I've been working out every day. I go to a nearby park and uh, I'm there for like an hour, hour and a half a day. So I do that. Uh, but then, I, you know. It's just yeah. once like once uh, eight o'clock hits, like I'm fine because then I, I have the mentality of, OK, I can sit now. I can just watch TV. Usually seven o'clock. I'm a big Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune guy. So seven <laughs> o'clock hits, I'm good. You're um, really like you like slid right into that married life. 
Oh, I've been living a married <laughs> life for a long time, just single throughout it. I'm trying to think of what mine might be, what what Kaylin and I might have. Uh, we do obviously spend a lot of time together. We're pretty good at uh, compartmentalizing our time. So, like, she'll spend, you know, time by herself in the morning. I'll spend time by myself in the afternoon. And we bicker. I think similar to Jared, we just kind of get, like, bored or, like, uh, not frustrated, but just kind of, like, a little too... Uh, kept up in the apartment but i think we've done a pretty good job of like separating ourselves when we need to be separated the one thing that she gets angry at me for is just when i play too many video games um especially in such a small apartment you know it's it's like a small little two-bedroom apartment here in santa monica so it's like if i'm in the living room playing video games then she like doesn't really feel like sitting on the couch with me while i play video games so that's like the big frustration that she has can you get her into the video games you know, I've, I've like tried a little bit, uh, but it's just not really, I don't really think it's her thing. And I, I you know, I, I, I don't want to push too hard for right. that. So yeah. totally. maybe you just need like video game hour or like this time where you have like, this is Dean's video game time, you know, from seven to eight every day, he's going to be doing his games and then he's back and you got his undivided attention. Right. You're like, no, I play, I, you're like, I play it for 24 hours. Like that's not yeah. possible. <laughs> Well, the hard thing is, is like, since all my other friends are quarantined as well, it's like they're all playing the same game. So it's like I'll play with one friend for an hour and then a couple other friends will jump on. I'm like, oh, crap. OK, I got to play with them for an hour now. And then I get done with that. And then a couple other friends jump on. You're just too social. Well, it's like a good way to stay connected. Yeah, that's how sure. I that's how I rationalize it with her. I'm like, well, I'm just like basically talking on the phone with my friends, but we're playing a game in the meantime, too. But it's so. good that you found that, too. I mean, it's it's that's such a great and like kind of minor thing to have a problem with in a relationship. So that's good. Like that's the good thing, but it's also really nice that you found a way to connect with other people while you guys are at home. And it's yeah. great that you went out for that date night last, last week. Like how did that feel? Uh, it was interesting. We like called the restaurant and made sure everything was like necessary for us to like come visit. And then obviously we wanted to bring our dog. So they allowed the dog because it's all outdoor seating. Um, and it's something we're going to try to do more of. Like she chose this spot and made the reservation without telling me where or when. Uh, and I did the same thing a couple of days later. So it's it's uh, and we like to patronize the restaurants, too, because obviously they're being hit pretty hard during the COVID uh, pandemic. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that we we're trying to keep up. And uh, we've been getting outside a little bit more. We want to, like, do more rock climbing and hiking and stuff like that. But it's you know, it's it's sometimes hard to find motivation, I guess. Oh, for sure. I feel like and until you get into like, again, I go back to the routine, like until you get into the routine of doing it, then you're just like, you're hooked. Right. Like I am so excited when I wake up to go on a hike every day because I'm like, I get to listen to podcasts in my ear and I get out and then I'm like chasing these endorphins. Yeah. Win -win. Gotta chase those endorphins. Yeah. Gotta chase those endorphins, Jared. Catch, them with, <laughs> you catch those beautiful butterflies, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, Jen, so tell us a little bit more about your podcast, Lockdown Love. Um, okay, so Lockdown Love is a part of the E1 Podcast Network. And it came about because um, I am a dating columnist here in Toronto. And um, I'm often doing on-air segments about dating and giving relationship advice. Not just romantic advice, but... Um, advice with friendships or with colleagues or with, you know, loss or grief and all that stuff. And um, me and E1 have wanted to work together. And in lockdown, one of the producers reached out to me and asked, what's happening with dating? Because right before the podcast came out, um, I started dating again. I got out of a relationship about a year and a half ago. I wanted time to get back to me. 
So I started dating again at the beginning of the new year and then lockdown happened. So we decided to do a podcast about dating during lockdown, connecting with people, whether it's through sliding into someone DM, someone's DMs, whether it's the delivery guy, you know, leaving the curbside pickup or no matter what, really taking time to connect with other people and to mostly connect with ourselves and see how we could grow. So that's how Lockdown Love came about. And um, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, we, I think we've had eight weeks so far. Eight weeks of lockdown love. So, eight weeks of lockdown And it's tailored love. towards people. Is it more singles? Is it more people in relationships? I think that there is a, it's almost like eat, pray, love meets like curb your enthusiasm meets sex in the city. There's like a little bit of something for everyone because I'm on this journey on my own. I've now you know, mm -hmm. moved on from a relationship that I ended, but just because you've fallen out of love with someone doesn't mean you should rush and date someone else. So it's just been a really interesting journey. And I think that a lot of people could relate for so many ways. I bring on some psychoanalysts and some psychotherapists. So I think that it allows listeners to grow with me as I try to figure out my own stuff or whatever's holding me back, like sending shots yeah. to younger men the first time right. I leave the house. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, we love we love the uh, the authenticity of it all, too. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. I mean, it's hard. You guys know this. It's really hard to put yourself out there, especially when it comes to dating. And a lot of people have opinions of what you should do or who you should date. But I mean, like, that's the fun part of the journey. And that's what it is to me. It's about the journey. It's not about the end result. Whether I ultimately meet some or not, I, I'm content with myself. It's I just want someone to share some really great things with. Like yesterday, I had a little career milestone and I felt really like down and really depressed. And my dad thought he didn't really understand, like, how could you be so sad when you've accomplished what you've wanted to accomplish? And I just felt like I want to share it with someone hmm. like that's yeah. it's so nice to have special moments. I, I know you were talking about Kaylin's birthday a couple of weeks ago. It's nice to like love someone and share that with them and share what's special to what's special for them with them. And I feel like I just miss that a bit, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. and I think that I'm a very like affectionate person and affectionate partner. So I really value that connection with someone. So whether I ultimately find it or not, it would be nice to, but I think that that's what's missing for me right now. And it's a little yeah. sad. Well, we got to follow along with your journey at the end of the yeah. day too, which is great. You might yeah. not have the the one special person, but you have all of us as your fans that are listening to you and being yeah. filled in all well, the time, thank which is you. great. And I just need to like keep it in my pants next time I leave the <laughs> house and stop, you know, throwing nah, money and shots fine. all over the place. But like you said, it's it's part of the journey. So it's exactly. all it's all good. It's so all gravy. What what am I DMing to JPJ? I would say just send him the hang loose shaka, yeah. Just that's it. And don't even mention that I've been on this show. We had this conversation. You can say Absolutely Dean not. told me to send this. There you go. <laughs> I think that's what you should do. And I'll tell you what, we'll check in with you next week too to see if there's any uh any, a little update. A little update. The thing is he lives in Los Angeles, so he's a little far proximity wise. No. Yeah. You're on a whole different time zone. It's like a whole different life over there. Yeah, that's you exactly know, right. That stop you. you know, we're we're basically stuck anyways with yeah. it being locked down. So areas and locations do not matter at the moment. We're all I'll tell you what, this is this is 
This right? is a great way to do this. So I say you send the message to JPJ. Say, Dean told me to send this. Okay. And then for the listeners of this podcast that are interested in following up, be sure to check out your podcast, Lockdown Love, Lockdown on E1 Love. Networks. Yep. yep. And you can get it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And you could follow me on Instagram at Jen, J-E-N underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-C-H. Right. So stay tuned for on both of those platforms for yes. part two of the JPJ saga coming up. <laughs> saga. I love that it has a name already. This is great. It's guys. already a saga. It's yeah, already, it's already a, a saga. It's the summer of love. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank, thank you, you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Best of luck with everything, okay? Okay, take care. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Boy, oh boy. All right, that'll do it for Jen. Like we said, be sure to check out her podcast, Lockdown Love, on E1 Networks or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned. After this quick break, we're going to jump to some emails, talk to Jared a little bit. See you in a bit. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
All right, we're back. We're going to read some emails, as we usually do during this time of the podcast. Uh, Dean, would you like to read our first email? All right, so we have an email from Ariel. Uh, She says, do you think it's a good idea to help set up one of my boyfriend's best friends with my best friend? My boyfriend's best friend has been asking me to set him up with my best friend for a couple of months now. I have some hesitation because it could make things go... it could make things very awkward if they don't work out or if me and my boyfriend break up in the future. Would you set up one of your friends with your girlfriend's or wife's friends? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Try it out. Try to set them up. If they, like, I mean, I know it creates an awkward situation if they break up, but, I mean, you, you can't think like that. You got to think of glass half full. What if they're soulmates and you're you're hindering their opportunity to get married and spend the rest of their lives together because you're concerned about an awkward situation down the road. Don't think about that. Yeah, set them up. I disagree. I disagree. I don't think you should set them up because, well, maybe you should. But I think that there are a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are single who often ask me to introduce them to people that I know that they're interested in pursuing or dating. And I have no problem setting people up, but I know my friends well enough to know that I shouldn't set them up with other friends. Yeah. I mean, if your friends are douchebags, then yeah, don't yeah. set up. If, if, yeah. if the boyfriend's best friend is a douchebag or if your friend is a jerk, then of course, don't don't put that other person through hell by you know matching the two up together. But if they're a good person and they're your good friend and you want them to be happy and you your, your boyfriend's best friend is a good person who is also looking for a relationship, you know, I'm on, torn. I just I'm think torn. set this bad boy up. My my sister set up her best friend with my brother, and it went great in the beginning because you're like double dates. This is so fun. But then when the breakup happens, somebody has to sacrifice from being a part of the friend group. Well, can you say that again? Right. Who is the, who? Who got set up with who? My sister set up her best friend with my brother. Hold on, Wait. your sister. So your sister was dating your brother. Yeah, what? Set up her best friend, friend with my oh, brother. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because I heard sister and brother, and I was like, wait a minute. I, uh, I'm i not hearing this correctly. <laughs> I mean, is it weird to date your brother? Oh, shoot. No, Um, and, and it was like fun for, you know, the holidays and whatever. But then as soon as somebody breaks up, you just have to be prepared that like one person won't be invited for a while until maybe like things heal over, if ever. Because it got, it was, it was still weird even after a long period of time. How long did they date for? Mm, I want to say like six, six or seven months. And the hard part is, and they might experience this, like, I hate to say it, but like the talking, if things or when things go south, like she'll confide in their friends where, where it's like, well, my loyalty's with him. And then like your loyalty's with her. And that's what my sister faced. Cause it's like, well, it's my brother. So if he's like doing that to you i'm sorry but also like my brother's talking to me about you yeah and like i love you but then like you are being like kind of a little whatever and so it just got complicated everyone has to eventually pick a side and i think that's why this i'm a little hesitant to say go for it that is a good yeah, point i agree i i i had a friend in a sim- similar situation where i was closer with one person than the other and like you would you know as a friend you just like need someone to vent to so this person would vent to me and it's like, no, I, you know, I get it. Sometimes you just need to be like, you know, you need to get it off your chest. But at the same time, I know the other person and I'm closer with you, but I'm kind of friends with them. So like, I'm just not going to respond. I'm just going to let you just vent. 
So it is a difficult position to be in because you're like, well, I still like them. But if they're doing that, that's fucked up. But they also probably think that you're doing some fucked up stuff too. So I don't know. Still, set them up. The only, it makes life the interesting. Only person, the only person I could think of setting up and be like comfortable with that dynamic would be like my brother, my brother who's single. Whereas like, let's say I'm setting him up with a friend and then the friend is like venting to me in this in, in Jared's case, like about how shitty my brother is in some regard. I could be like, yeah, that's my brother. You should have known that you were getting into that when you started dating him. And like, I told you about that before you started. So like, as long as you like know the person through and through, like you would know a brother or maybe a best friend. So that way when the other person vents to you about them or something that they're doing, you could just be like, well, yeah, that's just, that's just them. As You know, outside of like, if they're not being like abusive or like aggressive or anything. Yeah. Like, have like, all the information like not, up front. If he's like not being, if he's like being messy around the house, you'd be like, well, yeah, Ross is super messy. So obviously that's yeah. what it's going to be like. Yeah. He doesn't do laundry. He doesn't put the clothes in the hamper. You knew this. Yeah. So I think I agree. I think it's like a yes and no thing where yeah, set them up, but be ready to face some awkward conversations later down the line. If, and when it goes South and let's be honest, I would say more relationships don't work out than do work out. But as Jared pointed out earlier, it could be they are soulmates and they just need you to spark that connection for them. Tricky situation. Uh, the next email comes from Joe. It says, I used to date this girl who I've known my whole life. We have always been long distance and when work and postgraduate school took over, I took the easy way out and ended the relationship. I've always regretted this decision thinking she may have been the one. Fast forward a few years, she now has a family. One day, she randomly reached out and told me she was getting a divorce. For eight months now, we've been talking every day and it is obvious the feelings are still there on both sides. We are still states apart so we have been traveling to see uh, each other at least once a month. However, with the coronavirus stopping us from seeing each other, I don't know how willing I am to pick up my life right now and move across the country. I really like her and we definitely have a great connection, but right now all we have are video chats and it has been difficult determining if this is the real deal. Some other worries I have is that she is moving on from one relationship to the next too quickly. I would agree with Joe. Yeah, I think she's, I mean, she just got a divorce. I don't know how long she's been married for, but she has a family. So I'm assuming that she has kids as well. And while they've been talking for eight months now, you guys live what appears to be cross country. I don't advise you moving cross country for this girl, uh, especially if you haven't seen her in uh, since, you know, coronavirus started. Oh, that's fast. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you should move, Joe. I kind of wish we could have Nick on here. I feel like he would have very choice words about this situation. Well, why don't you channel your inner Nick? What would he say? Wait, Nick Vile? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, obviously he does his questions with Nick Vile. thing. I feel like he's very he's very outspoken and opinionated about stuff like this, and I think he would be good in this circumstance. But I do agree for the most part with what Jared said. It seems like it's happening rather quickly. Um, I'm trying to put myself in those shoes of Joe and be like, okay, I used to like this girl. We liked each other, but then we stopped talking to each other. Then she got married. Sounds like pretty quickly that's ending now. And now she's jumping into this pretty quickly. It sounds like she's just like one of those people that likes the honeymoon phase of things. Like that's obviously the easiest part of, of dating someone is the first, you know, six to 18 months. And she kind of like seems to be jumping from one to the next, uh, that that could stop eventually, but I don't know if the first relationship after divorce is when that's going to stop. It sounds like uh, after the d divorce, maybe she should like date a couple more people and then you can come back around and then give it a shot if you're still interested. 
Uh, yeah. But it does – I'm not going to say Joe's a rebound, but it sounds like she's looking for some sort of comfort in uh, in a significant other because she's not getting it from her, from her now ex-husband. Uh, and I don't know if you necessarily want to be the guy that's just there because she's lonely, you know? Totally. I agree. And especially she's known him for her entire life. They used to date. He broke up with her uh, years ago after graduate school. Like, I can totally see this being uh, a very comfortable rebound for someone who had just been married, had a family, is now getting a divorce. Where, Joe, you might be looking at it more of fate, like, this might be the girl I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with, and now she's coming back to me after a divorce, and where I feel like she might be looking at you more as a comfortable rebound, so I don't know if you should move cross-country. Also, I don't. I mean, maybe she's on the same wavelength with you, where she's looking at this, and that she's thinking that this could be some sort of fate, and you guys come back to each other, but I would establish that before any type of move. I don't know if she's asking you to move or not. Because he says, I don't know how willing I am to pick up my life right now and move across the country. But if she's uh, if she's asking you to move, that seems so quick. But here's the thing you guys are missing. He's the one that took the easy way out and ended the relationship. Yeah, but... Uh, so it's not really like a rebound. It's like he is finally saying, I regretted this decision so much that now I'm like willing to make that leap. And this might just be the perfect time. Like this could actually be fate. Because he opted out. It wasn't her being like, hey, I like you. Oops, no, I don't. Bye. And then, oh, are you back again? It's like she clearly had feelings for him. He walked away from that relationship. Now this opportunity is available again, and he doesn't want to walk away from it like he did the last time. But she was also very willing to move on from this relationship with him because she ended up getting married and starting a family with someone else. So. Yeah, of course she's moving on. If a guy's saying, hey, listen, I'm going to take these way out. This isn't working, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wow, you were my childhood love. Okay, great. I'm going to go find somebody else. Totally. But I would also be wary that maybe this is because they've known each other for so long and he ended it and they used to hook up, like, especially after getting a divorce and how impactful that is on your life. I would make sure that, Joe, you and this woman are on the exact same page of, hey, this is, you know, are you ready for another long-term relationship? Because I'm sure Joe is looking at this potentially as a m- marriage, and hopefully she is as I well. Think, and I'm I curious think they're if she's meant ready. for each other. I like your way of thinking. I hope so too. But I- and I think that he should just rent an Airbnb right next to her for the next three months. Everyone's working from home. Go rent an Airbnb three months. See how you like it. See what it's like being kind of you know that the stepdad role, and go for it. Yeah, as long as he's so you're saying go that, for it. Just go for it. I say go for it. No, I. Wow. They've known each other for too long. It's almost like if you're if you're like this high school sweetheart where you're like we never dated in high school, but we were good friends, or you know we did it for you know a few years when we were in high school, and then we found each other ten years later. It's like that. There's just that personal connection where you don't really need to start over when it's like your childhood love, or your childhood friend, or your family friend. Like you start on a way different wavelength. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, ask her to get therapy so you can make sure she's healing and on the right track and and go for it. Yeah, I gener- I, I agree with you as well. I would just be caution. Uh, proceed with caution, Joe. That's what I would say. Go for it. But, you know, I, communication is the most important part of a relationship. And, and Joe, just make sure you're communicating with her to make sure that you guys are on the same page 
because uh, it seems, like I said, that you are looking at this uh, at a very uh, long and powerful relationship, and I just want to make sure that she is as well, especially coming uh, shortly after a divorce. Yeah, I agree. There's also this one quote that made, that you guys made me think of uh, by Alan Watts, who I've, I've referenced many times on this podcast before because I love Alan Watts, uh, and I'm going to butcher it, I'm going to fact check it, and then I'm going to come back and report, uh, confirm it next week's podcast. He says something along the lines of, you can't genuinely fall in love with someone that you intend to fall in love with. So it's like you can't like you can't intentionally try to fall in love and then actually authentically fall in love with someone. So if Joe's like trying to force it, like I'm going to I'm going to make this person fall in love with me or like this is going to be love. That's not actual authentic love. It's just him willing it into existence, which isn't genuine. So hopefully, like you guys said, it could be fate. Uh, we've all just given him like three different perspectives with no legit answer enter help I suck at dating that is what we have this time my advice is to not be over eager I'm I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum from you guys I don't think that he should go uh, you know all in on it like you're recommending Um, uh, but I honestly like that we give different perspective and opinions because the one thing that people should remember when they email us or, or listening to us on the podcast is that we don't have all the answers. All we can do is give our opinions uh, from, uh, you know, that's it. Just give our opinions about the situation, and then hopefully it gives you a different perspective so it can make sure that you are, are, are making the best decision for yourself and, and the other person involved. I think the hardest thing for Joe in this case is he probably feels this, uh, like, eagerness and wanting and yearning to make it happen, and he feels like he needs to kind of like hurry up and, and expedite things and kind of get streamline them and make them happen. But in reality, I think the best thing that he could do for himself is like slow down, gain some more perspective, like take a step back and look at everything as a whole and then maybe make a decision from there. But it's hard not to just like follow your heart. Cause sometimes your heart is like as cheesy as it sounds is like, uh, you know, going to make you do whatever it wants you to do. And it's just sometimes you just need to take a step back and have some more perspective on it. I don't know. That's my take. I, I Anyways. J- he has he has to follow up with us. That's all I know. Yeah, I agree. Whatever Joe, he does, DM us. Joe, hopefully you're listening to this. Give us an update. Give us an, like a weekly update. Like tell us how the video calls are going. Tell us if you guys see each other during quarantine because we're curious. We want to know whose, street, whose line of advice you follow the most too, actually. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to go. We're going to get one more email before we get out of here today. Uh, we're going to go to Sarah. There's an anonymous one, but it's too long and I want Mark to read that one. So we're going to go over to Sarah. Sarah says, is it normal in a relationship to find other people attractive? I've been seeing my boyfriend for over a year and I love him, but sometimes I find myself attracted to other people. I don't want to do anything with these guys. I just find them cute. Is this normal? And should I tell my boyfriend about this? Such a good question. It is a good question. That's a great question. Um, I'll tackle it first while you guys think about your answers. So I think it's perfectly normal and very understandable and acceptable to think other people are attractive. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean everyone else in the world gets uglier and you're no longer attracted to them. That doesn't just happen. Um, We still have like our uh, understanding of what we find beautiful and you're still going to find that in other people. It's just don't do anything beyond that. It's like if you think someone's hot, just be like, that person's hot and then don't like pursue them. Don't try to date them. Don't do anything like that unless you end your relationship. You know what I mean? So that's my take on it. I don't know if you should necessarily tell your boyfriend that you think all these other guys are hot. That's kind of the tricky part. Um, 
What do you guys think? It's perfectly normal. You should not feel guilty about it. Like Dean said, just because you're in a relationship with someone doesn't make the entire world uglier somehow. Now, here's the thing. Commitment is a choice. And so, like, you're always going to have temptations in life. And so the whole point about committing yourself to one other person in being a relationship is to every day make that choice of, hey, I'm putting, like, for you, Sarah, I'm putting my boyfriend first in my life. And that's just something you have to continue to do. And, of course, you're going to find other people attractive, like, and I, you know, Ashley and I talk about it, like she'll, um, you know, it's, it's more like, you know, quote unquote celebrities or, or movie stars, you know, that she, like, I can tell that she finds cute or whatever. And it's, it's funny. Or like, I remember one time we were at a, um, where we Wango Tango, I think it was, and Taylor Swift was playing and she came on on stage and she just, she looked incredible. And Ashley looked at me and she's like, you can admit that you are attracted to Taylor Swift, it's fine. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? I I think, no, 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 I'm not attracted to her, even though she looks stunning. And so, like, that's just the way relationships are. You you just have to, I wouldn't tell your boyfriend, there's no point in telling your boyfriend, like, hey, I think that guy's hot over there, and I think this guy's really cute over there. But just remember, you're putting your boyfriend first every day, and try not to feel guilty over finding other people attractive. Just remember that commitment is a choice, and you have to place your boyfriend first in your life, um, in order to have a successful relationship. So are you guys saying that, cause like I've been in a situation where we're like, um, where I'll be like, Oh my gosh, that girl's so pretty. Don't you think? Do you guys always lie saying that the other person isn't attractive? Or do you give the honest answer of saying, yeah, I think so too. I would say, yeah. I say, yeah, she's hot. I definitely don't say, yeah, That's rude, she's hot. Though, saying hot? No. I, I, I play it off. Like, Ashley knows, like, if, because uh, she'll, Ashley will say it to me, like you, Tori, where she's, Ashley would be like, wow, that, yeah. that woman is stunning. And then I'll be like, well, yeah, no, I mean, she, she's, she's good looking. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I do one of those things. But then it's like, if she knows you're lying, shouldn't you just be honest then? She, or do you... My wife knows me well enough to know when I'm lying and not lying. So even when I lie, like I know that she knows, you know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, do what Dean said, which is, yeah, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> but you're just agreeing with what someone already said. So it's like, how is that bad? Um, It's not bad, but I always, uh, I try to, you know, just reassure Ashley, be like, you know, if I, like if I've, yeah, like if I'm dating a guy who maybe has like a dad bod and he'd be like, oh man, look at the guys like rock solid abs. Well, I guess my honest answer would be like, okay, I mean, like that stuff doesn't really impress me, but like, I also could see me saying like, dude, that guy's in like tip top shape, holy or something. He'd be like, oh, I like wonder if she wants me to have these abs, you Uh, know? I don't know. I always, uh, to flip the script a little bit whenever, not whenever, but there are times where I'm like, oh, Tyler C is so hot to Kaylin. And I'm always like, Kaylin, don't you think Tyler C is just the hottest man alive? And she's always like, ew, no, like I'm not into him. So she definitely takes the lane, the lane of like, she doesn't tell me when other people are attractive. Wait, so do you think she actually thinks he's hot? Um, I don't think she actually, I think that she, he's just not her type. <laughs> yeah. But I would just think that that man is universally attractive. So it's like, I would imagine every person oh, thinks no. he's hot. But I like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's my type either. So I wouldn't say like, oh, he's hot. But I do think he's attractive. You know, it's funny, like. I love how we have guy crushes because I, I do the exact same thing with Ashley where like, I know, I mean, I, of course I can't go a freaking podcast without talking about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was on the TV and I was like, 
damn, he looks good. Doesn't he look good, Ashley? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do the same thing too. I have no problem admitting when I when I see an, a, an attractive male. So I'm always like, oh, that guy's so hot, isn't he? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I wanted. I want to know your guys' type. So besides Tom Brady. Uh, Dean and Jared, what are your guys' like guy crush type? Ooh, good I question. The, I remember when the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, I was like, "Well, if there's anybody who's going to replace Tom Brady, <laughs> no, this, Jimmy's not it's my this type." Stud right here, so I'm all in. Jimmy's not my type. We don't have the same taste in men, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think uh, who else is like a really good good looking guy? Um, you're thinking you're thinking of athletes right now, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I was thinking, uh, Dean, you're you're a guy. Uh, that I think is extremely I am a good man. looking. Yeah, I am very attracted to myself, so I think that I always call myself. I like walk into a room and I'm like, I'm so hot, aren't I, Kaylin? And she's like, Yeah, you're so hot, baby. I always tell. I, was, <laughs> I fully believe that. I, I, I think Dean. I think Dean is the most because uh, I can say this as a heterosexual man as and as your friend. I think Dean is the best looking guy from the Bachelor franchise. Whoa, dude! You just knocks my socks off. Look, I literally was. I was wearing socks. He's now they're knocked off. People, ladies and gentlemen. That's but crazy. But I will say this in not an offensive way. Dean, I think you are attractive, but I think it's your personality that adds value. Yeah. It's like how. So it's like. Yeah. I, like for. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean. <laughs> but like, I don't. I mean, I could say to a lot of the people on the Bachelor franchise, like, I don't think are totally attractive. But I'm sure if they had like great personalities, they would be. Like Dylan Barber, I think he's attractive, but I think it's honestly a huge reason is because he's hilarious. Let's look at like a Wells Adams, for instance. He's like a good looking guy, totally. but his personality makes him even. He it puts him from a nine point five to a ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jared, you're like but, a ten, and then you open your mouth and you drop down to a nine point five. Oh, <laughs> I mean, at least I'm a ten. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared, don't take it. He's just getting too cocky because we just said he had a good. I know. Never mind. But Dean, what's your guy crush? Who's your type? Uh, I would say like maybe more sl- like slim, slender, but still buff, like a Zac Efron type. But maybe like a little taller than Zac oh, Efron. Oh God! What? Yeah, Zac Efron's yeah. definitely a man crush. Him and him yeah. and neighbors. Yeah, Zac Efron without the beard. He's got the beard now. I like. Maybe yeah, like, you like a little baby face. I need like a sexy stubble. Yeah, maybe maybe clean shaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my my bar for men is is pretty high. Like I only find a few men attractive. Zac Efron being one of them. I'm trying to think of who else. Keanu, uh, big Keanu guy. Yeah. Oh, from the replacements with his long hair, dude. I'm trying to grow my hair like Shane Falco. You know. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could say like the, the very classic Brad Pitt from Fight Club. I mean, that's just that's the pinnacle. Yeah. Right? Like you're not going to get any better than that. No. Yeah. It's the pinnacle um, of what a man should look like. I agree. It really is. And that's like the slender physique that I like about a guy. You know, like I don't want him to be too muscular, but I don't want him to be too skinny either. That's just like the good in between right there. You know, who's a guy crushing mine right now. It's random, but Pete Davidson. Yeah, that's weird. That's random. Big Pete Davidson guy. I watched the King of Staten Island, and I, I love him on SNL, and I've watched a lot of his YouTube. Good stuff. Yeah, I just I don't think he really treats his um, partners very well, does he? Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything that bad. I mean, I don't know. Oh. I haven't looked too much. I mean, I only know the Ariana Grande stuff, but like, I, feel I guess like... I'm just Team Ariana through that. I'm, I'm Team Pete. <laughs> That's anyway, fine. So what should fine. we give advice for? So you guys are saying it's totally fine to think other people are attractive. But my follow up question to that for you boys, what's the point of thinking somebody's attractive and then lusting over someone? Because I feel like lusting is kind of a form of like 
disrespect. Yeah, don't lust. Yeah, lusting is a form of disrespect. There also needs to be a line drawn. Like, yeah, you can find other people attractive. Obviously, we all do. But like, if he or your person or your significant other is like liking bikini pics on Instagram nonstop, that's like maybe a red flag too. Yeah, that's a big red flag. I agree. Because then they're trying to get noticed, and that's bad. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, they're trying to get noticed by liking those photos. And it's like, what purpose does it serve? Anyways. Um, yeah. See, I, I see different, but that's fine. What do you, what do you see? Like, I don't, I really, truly don't really, I mean, okay, if she's topless or something like in nude, yikes. Um, but I don't have a problem with like bathing suit pics or well, if like my like fr- a workout with tight leggings, like I don't, if you, if you know the person and you're liking them, right. I don't have an issue. If, if it's you like, know maybe the person, you're going, like, it's fine. Pamela Anderson or something. It's like well, kind of weird, but I, it, liking a photo, if you're leaving like fire emojis beneath Easton's been on the podcast when we've talked about this before, you boys weren't there. It was me and Vanessa. And we, I was, my debate is I really don't mind if you just like a photo, sure, sliding into DMs or commenting like fire or heart emojis. Yeah, that's weird. But liking a picture literally means nothing to me in my eyes. Yes. Mm. Liking, like you said, if you know the person, totally fine. If it's a bikini pic or whatever. But if it's like some random Instagram model and it's like thought after thought of all these Instagram models of these pictures that this person doesn't know. Like when I think of like some of the accounts my friends follow on Instagram, uh, you know, it's like these girls that like perfectly curate their photos to look like they have huge butts and big boobs and stuff and that they're people that they're never going to meet, never w- will even cross paths with. And they're like liking their photos. And I don't think that that would necessarily be appropriate for someone that has a girlfriend. You know what I mean? I also think it might create insecurities in a relationship because then if you're liking a photo, if a guy's liking a photo of an Instagram model who looks like she has the perfect bod then I'm sure if you're dating someone, she's going to start thinking, well, is that what he wants? Because I don't have that. So I don't know if you should like it. I could talk about this for days, but I have one last follow-up question. Can boys see when we edit a photo? Like, do you guys know? I've never used Facetune, but I can't figure, like, I don't see the curved in waist or like the deformed rocks in the background like i just don't notice that or like the extra white teeth but do guys like can you guys pick up on that uh i think i pick up on it when i see a video of the person and it doesn't align with the photos that i've seen of the person and i think that's the common thing that you see is uh, a lot of these girls will like post an edited photo but then if they're like in a video and they look like a normal person not like this airbrushed whatever you know what i mean so that's how that's how I notice it, but uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to pick up on sometimes. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I if I see like a perfect photo of a girl, I'm like, oh, that's fake. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I don't I there's no like, like for specific instance, things that I notice, but for for instance, my buddy was creeping on Olivia Culpo the other day, and he goes, oh, Olivia Culpo is so hot, and like she is a very attractive person, but she, in addition to like airbrushing and all those things, like she has to like get cosmetic work done, and so it's mm-hmm. like. How are you like you can't even hold anyone else to the same standard that Olivia Culpo is because a she's like super wealthy and can afford all these luxurious augmenting surgeries. And then on top of that, she's editing her photos to look even more unhuman. So it's like, Hmm. yeah, I think that's like that's kind of the thing, too, where it's like we are like putting all these people on pedestals. And like I said, don't get me wrong. Olivia Culpo is beautiful, but she would be beautiful without all the the stuff that she's done to herself. And then we set the standard for other women to like look like that or as good as that and it's just like 
unattainable. And it's always a competition. It's like, oh, well, I look like this or I look better than that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Olivia is uh, from Rhodey. Representing. Yeah, I know. I've met her a couple times. Yeah. She's she's very, very nice. And she's very beautiful. No, I absolutely agree that she's very beautiful. But I just think that sometimes we set the standard of beauty as an unattainable level. I yeah. agree with you. We need to stop doing that. I agree. That'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. We all agreed on one thing. Finally. Finally. At the Finally. End it took three years. Yeah. Um, big thank you to Jen Kirsch for jumping on the podcast with us and telling us all about her podcast. If you're interested in hearing more from her, be sure to check out Lockdown Love uh, wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Big thank you to our listeners for emailing us, uh, Sarah, Ariel, and Joe. Joe, we're expecting to hear some updates from you later on, so please stick with it. Um, and of course, big thank you to all of you guys for being part of this. The best podcast, People's Choice Award 2021. Yeah. Suck Army's going to take us there. I also think we have some live thing that we're doing next month, but maybe we should wait to tease that. Uh, yeah, because I don't know the information in front of me. So, yeah, we're going to have a live thing coming up. I think it's like August 18th, but just stick around for that because uh, a lot of exciting stuff. We also need to give away these beanies. Well, they're, you know, taking up space in your place, so they're really not a concern of me, but we could, they, we could still give them away, you know? Yeah, I'm going to I'll I'll concoct something on Instagram this week and we'll get rid of some of these beanies. Great word usage out there. Concoct, yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh thank you again so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we'll all suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic 
Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.